Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, the podcast where we cook up a delicious blend of cybersecurity, privacy, and data protection topics to serve you a hearty bowl of insights. Whether you like your gumbo spicy with a dash of encryption or prefer a milder flavor with a side of compliance, we've got you covered. So grab a spoon, sit back, and let's dive into the pot of data protection gumbo. Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo. I'm your host, Demetrius Malbro, and today we have a special guest on, Huxley Barbie. And he is the security evangelist at Run Zero and the lead organizer for B-Sides NYC. Huxley also previously worked at Datadog, where he formulated their cloud security platform. Earlier at Cisco, he led a team of automated SecOps and IR playbooks. Uh, He also holds both the CISSP and CISM certifications, which are truly hard to get. (laughs) All right, Huxley, welcome to The Gumbo. How are you? Thank you, Demetrius, for having me. Happy to be here. So why don't you start off by giving the listeners an update on Run Zero and what you guys do? Many of you might know who Run Zero is because we were formerly known as Rumble Network Discovery, and we rebranded about, I would say, eight, nine months ago. Run Zero is the fastest and easiest way to get to a full asset inventory with actionable intelligence. Run Zero allows you to discover all of your IT, IoT, and OT devices, no matter where they are, whether that be in the cloud, on-premise, or in remote employees' homes. And Run Zero is so easy to use that just about anybody can get started in minutes and so we're talking uh, asset management, which is obviously super important because there's, you know, sometimes organizations, enterprises, depending on how large they are, they have thousands of different pieces of inventory and assets, um, especially even if you're in the cloud as well. An asset is an asset, right? Whether it's a virtual asset or it's a physical asset, it's it's all a part of un- being under the management of your company and responsible for delivering parts of your business. So why don't you start off by maybe explaining to us some of the discovery approaches that are most effective to finding, especially unmanaged devices, those devices out there that companies may not quite know exist. Yeah. So, you know, 20 years ago, at least 20 years ago, I'd say, there was a time when security teams just needed to protect the IT devices that were in the corporate office. Like that that was basically the scope of their work. And over the last 20 years, there's been this divergence of environments where now you have this diaspora of assets that are now in the cloud, remote employees' homes, in the factories, right? O- OT environments have started come on, coming online. And security teams even need to worry about now potential companies that they might be acquiring. So trying to understand what are those assets and those those targets of acquisitions and so on and so forth. And so the tools that were okay, sort of okay, 20 years ago for just the corporate office are no longer fit for purpose for the new reality. A number of approaches have been tried. Uh, and I can I can go through some of these for you. So one of them is agents. So this is where you would install a piece of software on as many endpoints as possible. If you can put a piece of software on a device, then that means you know about it. And it means you probably already manage it. You probably already protect it. So 
this isn't really taking on the problem of unmanaged assets, the ones that have an outsized impact on your security posture. Another approach is to do authenticated active scanning. The benefit here is you're not trying to install software on every single device. You just have a, a network-based scanner. But the problem here is if you know the credentials to be able to log into those devices, then you, again, probably already manage it and you probably already protect it because you know how to log into it. So once, once again, we have a situation where this approach is really suitable for those managed IT devices, not really taking on the problem of unmanaged devices. You also have a, a newer approach, which is just to pull in data about assets from other solutions in your IT and security stack. This sort of shifts the problem of unmanaged assets, because if the data sources that you pull from only know about managed devices, then you have that same problem where you're only discovering the things that you already know about. You're, you're, you're only learning what you already know. You really want a different approach that can tell you what you don't know. Another approach is passive network monitor. And here what you do is basically eavesdrop on the network. And this can actually tell you about things that you don't already know. The problem here is passive network monitors tend to be difficult to deploy as you try and find choke points on your network and try and span all this traffic onto some collector, which oftentimes is, is a piece of hardware that you have to deploy. And there's limited limited data you can fingerprint from. So identifying devices can, can be very challenging with passive network monitors. They, they may have a low confidence in how they monitor. And finally, there is unauthenticated active scanning where you just go out onto the network and you gather as much information as you can based on the, the details that are leaked out by the device. And uh, this is a great approach for finding unmanaged devices, right? Because there's no presumption here that you already know something about those devices. And really the only issue with the unauthenticated active scanner is it can only see what's on the network at the time of the scan. So it wouldn't know about disconnected devices or things like this. Okay. Um, so those are the different approaches. Yeah. Yeah. And okay. Yeah. And really like you need a combination of some of these in order to get the job, job done. Yeah. That, that's a good rundown. I, I appreciate you explaining that. And I, I also want to know, you mentioned a little bit about the past and obviously we're, we're in this, this new future where, chat gpt and i mean it's it's the the whole the whole world is talking about and we don't have to work anymore i know right yeah it's taking over right all of our jobs and you know (laughs) it's really interesting but uh, i want to know just from a perspective of, of devops and devsecops and being able to automate and do things a lot more efficiently and faster and create workflows etc do you think that just from like, would it be possible to do what we're doing today? Let's say from maybe 10 years ago to where we are today uh, in 2023 uh, with, you know, the way that we have the technology set up. There, there de- definitely is a difference from a decade ago. A decade ago, the problem was, was easier to handle, right? And you brought up DevOps and, and things like this. 10 years ago, like 13 years ago, I'd say is when like the cloud became real. Like, AWS existed before 2010, but I would say like 2010 is when it became a real thing and larger organizations started adopting the cloud. I think 2009 is when the DevOps revolution started. Um, And, you know, 
one of the great things about the DevOps revolution is you can you can provision at scale. You can roll out new services at scale. But on the flip side, for a security team, you are replicating misconfigurations at scale. You are spinning up uh, devices without without proper governance at scale. You are not decommissioning no longer necessary compute instances at scale. So I would say, you know, in the last 10 years, the problem's gotten harder. And certainly you know, the rise of cloud and, and DevOps, for very good reasons. I mean, these, these are all, you know, positive trends in, you know, human society and in technology industry. But it also brings along some new baggage of, you know, new insecurities or new attack surfaces that we have to all worry about. You know, and in particular, like this, like this ability to replicate misconfigurations or replicate replicate risky settings at scale is a huge problem that needs to be dealt with. Okay, is is there any correlation between, let's say, ransomware happens in in someone's environment and they have a lot of unmanaged assets out there, and maybe they realize, wow, one of our unmanaged assets was actually hit by ransomware, and all the files on it were encrypted. H- have you ever ran across that before, or Am I just uh, naive in, in in this question that I'm asking? No, no, it, it's a right question to ask. So think about it this way. Unmanaged assets, by definition, they do not have proper security controls. You're, you're not going to find a CrowdStrike or a Sentinel-1 or a Cyber Reason on your unmanaged asset. Like, it's unmanaged. Oftentimes, you will find that the unmanaged asset doesn't even have an owner. Right, because maybe the person that was man- managing it moved on to another company, another role, or you know maybe this device came through a merger and acquisition, and like there was no proper inventory uh, when when the acquisition happened, and, and things like this. So even if, when you do find this unmanaged asset, you you don't even know who to talk to to deal with this. So now think about this: if I'm an attacker with the intent on you know well ransoming data or even exfiltrating data, I'm probably not going to go after the device that has proper endpoint protection on it. I'm more likely to go after the one that doesn't, the low-hanging fruit. And you know, more often than not, that's going to be the unmanaged device. Hmm. Right. So right. you know, I don't I don't have any hard numbers to back this up at the moment, but you know, I'll I'll wager that more often than not, you're going to find ransomware or devices that are that are targets of ransomware are the ones that are unmanaged. And this is why I say that unmanaged devices tend to have an outsized impact on your security posture. This is where the problem lies. The attackers are not going to go for the hard thing. Like they want to make their money in the easiest way possible. So they're going to go for the ones that are missing all the security controls. They're going to go for the ones that are completely unpatched. The ones that are yeah, out of date, out of support and and things like this, right? So uh, there's definitely some correlation between ransomware and unmanaged okay. devices, for sure. And are you still running across companies that still may not have some type of automated approach to determining the unmanaged assets in their environment? Like they're not using any SaaS-based tools. They're not using uh, any any scanners. They're not really – or maybe they are, but maybe they're archaic and they're using spreadsheets and – scripts, et cetera. Is there, are you seeing a lot of that or 
is it is it a different problem that that we're we're seeing right now? Definitely, and I'm sorry to say this. Definitely, spreadsheets are still around, <laughs> right? So there yeah, was this it. one survey by Dark Reading, where the question was, "What does your organization currently use for cyber slash digital digital asset inventory?" Forty four percent of respondents said they use spreadsheets. Forty four percent, not quite half, but yeah, still high. That's, that's an embarrassing forty four percent for right. for for the industry, right? So they're they're around, they're around, and they're full of inaccuracies and just all around stale. Yeah. Is, is there also a security implication on using a spreadsheet? Maybe someone has one up in Google in, in Google Sheets and, you know, may have made a mistake and shared it with someone else or it's well, actually Google Sheets. It's probably, it depends on if it's in your personal Gmail account or if it's, or if it's in your work Gmail account. That, so that's a lot of security concerns there. Yeah. Well, you know, <laughs> On the one hand, of course, I'm sure that has happened. On the other hand, it, it might be good disinformation because the spreadsheets can be out of date yeah, for right. inaccuracy. So, yeah, maybe it's good for the attackers to get a hold of that. Yeah, <laughs> ironic. Okay. And also, what do you see for the future? Do, do you see anyone maybe utilizing Chat GPT and in, in running certain prompts to maybe solve some of these problems or? What, what what do you what do you think on the on that perspective? Just a futuristic perspective of of um, generative AI and, and maybe uh, people u- utilizing things like that to maybe do some of the, this asset management. I definitely think that there is role for AI to play in in technology and in security. One thing to note about these methodologies is that a lot of it depends on the training data. So I think ChatGPT knows nothing about the world past 2021 or something like that. And so if you ask it about a particular world event in 2022 or 2023, it it really can't help you there. And so when you are dealing with a problem where a major component of it are the unknowns, like unknown devices, there's a limit to what AI can do. Uh, And I say this to, to mean that At the end of the day, you're still going to need some sort of procedural approach, active approach to go out there and find everything that you need to protect as a security team. AI can help in some ways, but uh, it's not going to replace the existing, the more procedural technologies or or methods that are being developed at this time. Yeah, and I I just read about ChatGPT having access to the internet via a plug-in now, so it may be changing some of the information that it knows nowadays since it's connected to the internet. So it's, it's moving fast. Maybe chat GPT can, can be leveraged to write a scanner. Yeah. That then goes scan the internet. But I, I wonder if the, the chat GPT, the AI providers are going to be okay with that where, where their, where their network is now yeah, uh, basically a source of scanning yeah. the internet. Could be interesting, but um, we'll we'll see. We'll see. But at the end of the day, somebody still has to actively go out and find the unknowns on on the network. Yeah, and I think I think I also read something about Microsoft just introduced a cybersecurity tool using Chat GPT, where they can go in and it'll it'll help them figure out, I guess, their posture or 
just from a security perspective where they are falling short. But I am just amazed at how fast this AI thing is moving and it's going quantum to me. And I don't know, every week and every month or so, we're, we're hearing a lot that's going on. But um, maybe one or two more questions and we'll, and we'll begin to wrap up. As far as having a conversation with the C-level executive like a, a CISO, what, what would that conversation look like if you had a conversation with a, a CISO and you were trying to convince them that, yes, we have identified, maybe you did a proof of concept, you brought your product in and you said, hey, we found 500 unmanaged devices, right? And now they believe you. What would that conversation be like uh, with, with that CISO? I would impress upon them the positive effects, the positive effects with many multipliers of a full asset inventory on the proactiveness of their security program. If you live in an organization where you don't know about all your assets and then a new zero day comes out, you don't know what your exposure is. And now you are dealing with a mini fire here of trying to figure out know exactly what your posture is relative to that new vulnerability. You're 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 just you're on the back foot. You're behind and you're reacting. Similarly, if you have an incident that's ongoing and you realize that as part of this attack, the adversary has compromised a device that you didn't know about and you don't even know who owns it or could help you remediate it, or understand the, its function within your organization, you are, again, on the back foot. And you're spending way longer than you should on remediating that particular incident. So both from a vulnerability management perspective, as well as an incident response perspective, having a full asset inventory with the details that you want, software, hardware, asset ownership, network context, business context, without having all that at your fingertips, you're basically not working with a full deck here. And you're always going to be reactive. I'm not saying a full asset inventory is going to make you proactive. I'm not saying it's sufficient, but I'm saying it is necessary. And, you know, as as a CISO, you have to decide if this is, what is the level of pain you're willing to accept or the level of risk you're willing to accept by remaining in, in the in the dark about those unmanaged devices. Okay. Yeah. Great, great information. And I, I really appreciate you um, providing some, some insights around just the, the first steps to, you know, building that asset inventory, uh, especially when it comes to an effective IT and security program. It's just super important to know where all assets are. And from my perspective, it's all about data. So knowing what data is out there, because there is a term called dark data, that people just have uh, data sitting out uh, within their environment on storage somewhere and uh, across file systems and just everywhere that they have no idea uh, that that data needs to be classified and locked down and secured, et cetera. It's, it's uh, the so, same problem on a different plane, I would say, right? Yeah. Assets yeah. or data. Yeah, absolutely. Well, awesome. And what, what are you reading? What's on your nightstand before I let you go? I always try to try to see what my guests are, are reading. <laughs> I, I don't get to do a whole lot of reading um, for myself anymore. 
Um, I have I have a one year old and a three year old. So ah, wow. You right now the the book of choice is a, some book about like the first four point five billion years of 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 the Earth's history. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, another book about New York City, some other stuff. Yeah, it's it's, it's all books so, these so days. You're reading books to take your mind off of work and raising children. Got it. <laughs> all right, Huxley. Well, I super appreciate you you sharing your time, your input, some of the best practices and recommendations around asset inventory and, and finding some of those uh, gems and jewels uh, across, you know, from a scale perspective. So, um Thank you again. And uh, any any outgoing message you'd like to leave for the Gumbo listeners, or maybe sharing, you know, how they can connect to you on social media if you don't, if you want to. Yeah, absolutely. So I am on LinkedIn as Huxley Barbie. I'm on Twitter as at Huxley underscore Barbie. I'm also on Mastodon. So at Huxley at infosec.exchange. Please uh, connect with me. Love to hear from you. If you're interested in doing discovery of your network, uh, Run Zero is free to try. There's also a free forever edition if you just want to use it in your own home, just to check things out. It should take you less than 15 minutes to get it downloaded and, and running so you can see a full asset inventory in no time at all. And also for all of the Gumbo listeners out there, be sure on LinkedIn to go check out the Backup and Recovery Professionals group that I created. There are over 25,000 professionals um, that are uh, knowledgeable in security, cybersecurity, storage, backup, recovery, uh, literally any digital transformation. Yes, I'm using that word. Anything that falls under the digital transformation umbrella you can find peers within the Backup and Recovery Professionals group on LinkedIn. So thank you again for listening and we will see you next time. So back up often and stay secure.